welcome to Talk and Fight with me, Holly Donovan. Happy Friday, everyone. You've got to love a Friday. Um, tonight, or today, I will be talking about what is happening tomorrow night because history is being made. I am unbelievably excited. I've spent a lot of today kind of running about in excitement. Um, tomorrow will be the first ever all-female card, and it's happening in the UK live at the O2 tomorrow night. Um, I mean, it's been a pretty bad time for boxing lately, I've got to say. Um, obviously, we've had all of the stuff with Conor Ben and the drugs cheating and we don't know if he's innocent or not um, and we've got all of these fights are they happening are they not happening and then finally there is something that we should focus on and I believe it is what's happening tomorrow night and the girls are going to do it the women are going to show that boxing is a great sport um, and it can be appreciated and loved and we have got one hell of a night. There are seven Olympians on this card. Um, there are four world champions. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through each fight. And hopefully then tomorrow when you're watching or if you're lucky enough to be there, you'll be able to know a little bit more about those fighters um, and how far they've actually had to come, how much they've had to fight in and out of the ring to get where they are today. Um, I'm going to be there uh, <laughs> and I will be uh, sending videos across as well. So please watch out um, on Talk and Fight tomorrow because I will be reporting live from the event itself. So um, also, if you like this show, please hit like, subscribe every week. I'm going to bring you a little preview of whatever's coming up. So without further ado, let's talk about tomorrow night. We have got Shields versus Marshall. Um, I mean, actually, even the support, uh, which is uh, Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner, that could be a headlining event on its own. But we'll start with Shields Marshall. They've been in the news a lot because Clarissa Shields likes to talk. Um, I am a fan of Savannah Marshall, and you might notice that a little bit during this preview, but I'm going to try and make sure that I'm unbiased as possible and just tell you as much information about each fighter as I can. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, Clarissa Shields. So obviously she's from the US. She is a fantastic fighter. I'm not going to take away any of her accolades at all whatsoever. She is two times undisputed champion. Uh, she is three times uh, world champion in different weight categories. She has one hell of an amateur career. Um, she is the Olympic gold medalist. Um, she talks about it a lot, um, <laughs> but uh, she really is brilliant. She's a very technical fighter and all of her achievements, they they speak for themselves. Um, she calls herself the quote, greatest woman of all time. Um, she says that she hasn't called herself it, that other people have called her it and she's picked it up. Not sure how much that is true, um, but she is a fantastic fighter. She's also really entertaining. So tomorrow night, you will see some real attitude in the ring. Um, she's had it all, the whole lead up to this fight as well. Um, now, she has had 12 fights. Uh, she's won every single one in her professional career. Um, she's won them all by, uh, pretty much all of them, by unanimous, deci uh, <laughs> unanimous decision. Um, she's had two knockouts, um, which isn't massive when you compare her to Marshall, um, but she's a very technical fighter. Uh, she began when she was 11 years old. Um, she was actually introduced to Layla Ali by her dad, and he inspired her with 
Layla Ali, um, however, wouldn't let her box until she was 11. So he wasn't totally convinced about women boxing, but eventually she, she must have been very persuasive. And I can believe that. Um, so found her way into a boxing gym. Now, she then went on to have this incredible amateur career. And in 2012 in London, we had the first ever female boxing. Um, so it became an event. It was the first ever time. It was unbelievably exciting. And that is when... Um, Clarissa Shields came over here and she won her gold medal. Now she had had 77 amateur fights and she had lost one of them. And the one fight that she lost was to Savannah Marshall. Now I know that this is 10 years ago and you cannot compare a fighter 10 years ago as you can today, but Savannah Marshall is that one blemish on Clarissa Shields' record, one. One, you can't imagine how annoying and that niggling, just she wants to beat her so bad so that she can just wipe that clean so that she genuinely is the greatest woman of all time. Um, however, we've now got Savannah Marshall, um, the one person to ever beat Clarissa Shields. Now she was actually a favorite at the 2012 London Olympics, but didn't manage to make it through that time. Um, she is a world champion um, at middleweight, and obviously this is for the undisputed middleweight titles. Now, she's had 12 fights as well. She is also unbeaten in her pro career. Now, the big difference is she's had 10 knockouts rather than two. Um, Clarissa Shields says that's because she's had a lot easier opponents. Um, however, I'll tell you a little bit later, they have had a couple of joint opponents, um, and I'll tell you about those in a moment. So let's talk about Savannah Marshall. So she began when she was 12 years old. Um, apparently she saw some uh, some young guy boxers, so some little boys boxing at a gym, and she was like, I want a bit of that, I want to do that. Um, so she went into these gyms. She was the only girl, as pretty much all of that London 2012 cohort of fighters were. They were pretty much the only girls in those gyms at that time. Um, but she went in there as a 12-year-old, um, demanded to fight, demanded to train. Um, very shy little girl, but came out of her shell when she was in those boxing gyms. Um, all of her trainers said that she, you know they saw this confidence, they saw this difference um, in her. Um, Quite often she wasn't allowed to spar, so there's some stories where uh, she would have to sit out and the boys would take over, they'd be sparring each other and they'd say, no, you're not allowed, you're a girl, sit on the corner, just watch. Um, obviously this gave her more of a drive, um, brought her back. Um, so then she went into the amateurs. Uh, she had a great amateur career. She was the favourite London 2012, but things didn't really work out for her. Um, but then she went pro. Um, and the greatest thing about Savannah Marshall going pro is that she found Peter Fury. Um, obviously, it's that Fury boxing dynasty, if you will. Um, so a fantastic person to have in her corner. Um, there's a great story about how she was first introduced to pro boxing. She walked into the gym and Peter Fury was training Tommy Fury. I don't know if you know him. He's also a boxer. He was also on Love Island. Um, so Tommy Fury is in the ring and he's going to spar. Uh, Savannah Marshall and Peter Fury says to Tommy don't hit her at all I only want you to defend and Savannah Marshall is thinking to herself oh I'm, I'm gonna absolutely batter him this is gonna be really easy she gets in the ring and apparently doesn't touch him doesn't manage to land a single uh, punch at all whatsoever um, and that was her introduction to pro boxing so she trained with Peter Fury, uh, but then she made the decision to sign with uh, Mayweather Promotions and go over to the US. Um, and she had her pro fight in the US and she won, although she was nothing like the fighter that she is today. Um, 
and things didn't go well for her. There's there's stories that she's told where after the fight, her wristband was stripped from her. She was uh, taken out of the ring, told to actually leave the venue. She wasn't allowed to watch the headlining. So she felt like an outcast. She felt like, oh, she's, you know, she's a woman on the car, but she doesn't matter at all. Um, she went over there thinking that she'd get rich quick and have a Lamborghini, um, but very quickly realized that wasn't the case um, and came back. And she went back to Peter Fury and she said, please, can I come back to you? And he he just said, yes, open arms. And what has happened since then is actually a really beautiful relationship between Peter Fury and Savannah Marshall. There's loads of videos of them talking about each other. And there's, there's this like genuine love that he really wants the best for her, not just in the ring, but in life. He wants her to be able to go out and afford all the things that she deserves and wants. And it's really wonderful. And what a calming voice to have in your corner. So that is one of the reasons why I love Savannah Marshall. You've seen her grow, her personality get bigger, and also her get stronger and stronger. So back to the fight itself with Marshall and Shields. Now, Clarissa Shields says that Savannah Marshall hasn't had any proper opponents. Savannah Marshall says that Clarissa, Fields has, uh, Clarissa Shields sorry, has pillow fists, and there's no way she's going to knock anybody out. Um, now, they have shared a couple of opponents. They both fought uh, Femke Hermans. Now, the difference is Clarissa Shields won that fight on unanimous decision. Savannah Marshall knocked out Femke Hermans in round three. Then their second shared opponent, opponent is Hannah Rankin. Hannah Rankin, she's a really impressive fighter as well, actually. Um, now, again, Clarissa Shields won unanimous decision. Savannah Marshall knocked her out in round seven. So is there an argument that Savannah Marshall hasn't had as greater opponents? Yes, probably. But there are a few that are shared where Savannah Marshall has shown her power. So Clarissa Shields, we've got someone who's really technically brilliant, um, has all the accolades to show for it. And then you've got Savannah Marshall, who really has the landing power. She's also really awkward. So she's got long arms. She's really hard to get at. Um, so this genuinely is a 50-50 fight. I know that I'm biased, but when you look at it, you can't make a decision. And when you listen to all the interviews of all the different boxers and the promoters trying to, you know, predict the fight, they can't. <laughs> they're, they're saying, oh, maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen. Essentially, if Savannah Marshall lands a shot, there's a very good chance that she will win. If not, there's a very good chance that Clarissa Shields could win this on points. I'm going to go Savannah Marshall because that's where my heart lies. And obviously, I'm from London. I'm from the UK. Um, but we will see what happens tomorrow night. I mean, if nothing else, you're in for an absolute treat. This is going to be fire. They have been at each other's necks for 10 years. 10-year 10 rivalry here. Um, so it's going to be an incredible main event. Okay, on to our next fight. So this one in itself could be the headline. Um, just, I mean, these guys also hate each other. They've been in the media a lot. Um, they, they, I think Alicia Baumgartner actually like lunged at Michaela Mayer a couple of days ago. Press conference yesterday, Michaela Mayer wouldn't even look at Alicia Baumgartner. Um, uh, ooh, we're, we're again, this could be a headliner anywhere. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so let's start with Michaela Mayer. She has had 17 fights unbeaten. Um, she's the unified super featherweight champion. Uh, she's done five KOs in her career. Um, I'll tell you a bit about her history. So she was a bit of a wild child in school. Um, she actually went from school to school to school um, and could never settle down. Uh, she was a bassist in a band, so had completely uh, different ideas for her life. Um, but later on, she managed to find boxing and says that boxing was what changed her life completely, that she managed to find some discipline, some purpose, and she finally found somewhere to put her kind of defiant attitude. Um, 
Now, she was told when she took on boxing, oh, why are you doing this? There's no money in this. There's no money for female fighters. This is ridiculous. And she said, I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I will be the one to make money. I will be the one to make a success of this. And look at her now. She is, she's doing a damn good job now. Um, she had a fight with uh, Hamadouche, um, which was actually uh, the female fight of the year. It was really entertaining, really brutal. I think it was her best fight yet and really shows just how skilled she is. So have a little Google of that if you want. That will give you a really good idea of um, what, you're, what you're up for tomorrow. Um, really technical fighter. She boxes at distance. Um, she comes down a lot in weight to fight. Um, and Alicia Bumgarner is using this to her advantage in the media. She's like, oh, she's going to have to make weight. It's going to be really difficult for her. But Michaela Mayer is saying, no, I always do this. It's absolutely fine. Yes, I intend to move up in weight category soon, but that's only because I would have completed <laughs> the, the, the um, uh, super featherweight, so I need to go up. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so she is against Alicia Bumgarner. Um, she came to boxing a lot earlier on. She started when she was six years old. Um, and you probably remember her from her fight with Terry Harper. Again, I'm a big fan of Terry Harper. I spoke about her last week. Um, so she's world champion, but Alicia Baumgartner stole that title off her. And she stole it with a massive KO. It was really impressive, the power of what Alicia managed to do that night. Um, it was actually uh, voted the female knockout of the year uh, again. Maybe Google that and you'll see what Michaela Mayer is up against tomorrow night as well. Um, she's had 12 fights. She's lost one. That was back in uh, 2018 and it was a split decision. Um, and it says that, well, she says that it has made her stronger, more determined to win, to be better. Um, she is nicknamed the bomb because of the bomb gardener. Um, and actually, if she lands, we may well see that. Um, she really works on her footwork, prioritizes that. And um, something I really like about her, actually, is that she has this really positive mindset. She really believes in thinking positively and positive things will come out of it. Um, she looks incredible as well. If you saw her at the press conference yesterday, I, I couldn't believe how athletic she is looking. Right, She honestly looks like a decathlete. It's just the power in her body right now. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. This again, I'm, I'm going to say it's a 50-50 fight. And it's similar in that if Alicia Baumgartner lands, we might get something really special. Um, but I'm actually going to give it to Maya. I think Michaela she's going to have a little bit more technical ability and I think that she is going to take the win on points. Um, I don't know. Don't hold me to any of my predictions, by the way. This is just, <laughs> it's just what I think. Okay, so uh, let's now move on to the next fight. Um, so these are the fights that are uh, the ones that aren't the headliners. However, I would say they are worth tuning into. They really are. Um, I mean, I've been listening to podcasts all week and I got a bit annoyed actually because they, they talked about obviously Shields Marshall, Mayor Baumgartner, but no one's really spoken about the rest. And we've got some epic prospects on this card and some incredible Olympians, all with their own stories. So I'm going to give them the time of day right now um, and tell you a little bit about them. So number one is Lauren Price. Uh, she is golden girl olympian basically um so she had her debut fight earlier this year i was there it was a very easy win um and this will be her second pro fight now she won olympic gold um and her story is lovely actually so 
when she was only three days old, uh, she was taken in by her grandparents uh, because she couldn't live with her mum and dad. Um, and she owes or says that she owes her entire career to her granddad and her grandma, uh, particularly her granddad who drove her to every single sporting training event that there possibly is. And they both just threw themselves into helping Lauren become the incredible person that she is today. Um, right from the start, um, it said that Lauren had ridiculous amounts of energy. They nicknamed her ticker because she just bounced about everywhere so her grandparents had to find her an outlet for all of this um crazy energy that she had um, so when she was really young, they took her to all sorts of different clubs, started with athletics, um, but she very quickly realized that she loved kickboxing and she loved football. Um, and when she was eight years old at school, her teacher said, write down on a piece of paper your three goals of, of life, life goals, basically. Pretty, pretty big thing to ask an eight-year-old. Um, but she wrote down on that piece of paper, one, first goal, I want to be kickboxing champion. Two, I want to play football for my country. And three, I want to go to the Olympics. At the age of 27, Lauren Price did all three. She completed all three of those goals that she set herself when she was only eight years old. Um, now with football, she had to go to an all boys team because there wasn't a girls one. And she stayed with that all boys team until she was 13 and they basically kicked her out and said, you have to go to an all girls team then. Um, and she ended up playing for the under 17s, uh, sorry, under 16s, 17s and under 19s, all for Cardiff. So she got to play for her country. Um, she also started racking up the kickboxing. Um, <laughs> that she managed to win so many different uh, world kickboxing titles. Um, and then eventually she looked at her list and obviously realized she needed to get to the Olympics. Um, but she wasn't sure what sport to do it in. Um, and she decided that because she was stronger with her upper body in kickboxing, so more of her hands and a puncher, she decided she would give boxing a go. Um, so she absolutely went for it. This is serious dedication. Her pet grandparents said that, you know, she'd be training 10, 11, week, uh, 10, 11 hours a week on top of school, never, ever moaned about going to training, would always, always want to be there on time. She'd be the one putting the cones out before anybody else had arrived. Um, so we're talking serious dedication from a really, really young age. Um, so she joined with Wales Boxing, uh, but that wasn't full time. She needed to make ends meet. So do you know what she did? This is ridiculous. She became a taxi driver. And overnight, she would work as a taxi driver. And then during the day, she would train. This is the kind of person that Lauren Price is. She, she just will be a world champion. Um, now, she eventually went into the GB team, which is obviously full time. Um, and she managed to get her Olympic gold. Um, However, the sad part of this story is that the person who took her to everything, who supported her just continuously throughout her entire life was her granddad. And at this time and throughout COVID, so when the Olympic Games was um, postponed, um, her grandpa got dementia um, and was getting sicker and sicker during this time. So he didn't actually get to see her win the Olympic gold. Um, and there's a beautiful part of this story that she took that Olympic gold medal home and she put it beside his ashes because normally she'd come home and she'd show him and she'd tell him and, and obviously she couldn't do that this time. So now she is in her pros. Um, this will be her second fight. She's definitely going to win. She, I mean, this girl's going to be world champion. Come on. Like, there's no way she isn't. Um, she is going to be fighting against uh, Tamia Belek of Hungary. Um, so she has uh, won six fights and lost six fights. She's 35 years old. Sorry, she's 30 years old. Um, she's won two of her last four fights. So, she, you know, she, she is having some wins. However, I mean, 
if you want to place a bet, Lauren's going to win. Easy. Okay, so let's go to our next fight. So the next person on our um, card for tomorrow night is Karis Artingstall. So interestingly, she's actually the partner of Lauren Price. So these guys met in the amateurs uh, for Great Britain, and they are together, and they are a couple. And um, they did actually say that they would never fight on the same card. They said it was way too stressful. One person had to be the fighter, whilst the other one was the support. However, that went out the window pretty quickly because this is both their second fights. Um, but they have said that if there were ever a card to do that on and to both be on, this is it. And actually, it's quite wonderful that they can go through this and, and do this experience together. I think that's rather lovely in itself. And um, Karis Artenstall, let me tell you a little bit about her. So she is an Olympic bronze medalist, um, similar to Lauren. So her background, apparently she had just had tons of energy. Um, and she went from school to school, uh, a bit like Michaela Mayer, actually, um, and eventually ended up uh, enlisting in the army. So she's actually an army boxer. Um, she was the first ever female army boxer to compete in the Olympics, which is pretty cool. Um, and she uh, obviously had a really great amateur career, managed to get her bronze in the Olympics, and now she is making her pros. Uh, she had her first pro fight earlier this year. Again, really nice, easy win. Um, when uh, the fight was postponed, so this whole night was obviously postponed because of the Queen's passing, um, her and Lauren apparently went home and they ate loads and loads of cookies because what they do is they pre-order cookies for after their fights. <laughs> but obviously there was no fight, so they went home, ate loads of cookies, and then went back into training the week after. Um, so she is against uh, Marina Sakharov of France, who is 35 years old. Um, now she has lost, she's won five fights, lost 16. Um, she's actually on a nine fight losing streak, uh, Marina. So again, I'm going to pretty confidently say that Karis Artinstall is, is going to win this. Um, again, she's going to be on a trajectory upwards as well. Um, so watch out for that one. Let's now go on to... One of my, my favorite fighters, actually. I've been watching her for a while, also a fan of her brother. We have Caroline Dubois. So she is only 21. Um, she's a massive prospect. She's being billed as a prospect um, because she is powerful. She is technical. She's fantastic. Um, now, she had a great amateur career. She pretty much got every title that's possible. Um, so uh, she's got junior golds. Um, and you might know her because of her brother, Daniel. Dubois, who currently has the regular heavyweight belt. Um, he's a, a big prospect as well. He's going to be in some really big fights soon, for sure. Um, Caroline has a great story. So she was brought up with Daniel, her brother, obviously. Um, and she wanted to fight as well. She wanted to box. She wanted to do what her brothers were doing. Um, and she asked her dad, and her dad was like, no, please, dad, no. Um, she begged and begged. And eventually, her dad took her to the boxing gym. Now, she's really young at this point, and her dad says to her, look, if you're going to go to this gym, you're going to have to pretend to be a boy. And Caroline is like, oh, she thought it was a joke, apparently. She's like, oh, that's ridiculous. I thought it was a joke. Anyway, she eventually gets taken to this boxing gym with her dad and Daniel, um, and the trainer says, oh, what, what's your name? Um, and she was so shy that she just said, she was like, Caroline. And he said, what? And I think she, then she then panics, and she suddenly said, Colin! <laughs> So she was known as Colin, the boy, um, all the way up until she was 11 years old. So she trained as a boy. She sparred with the boys. She did everything with the boys. And she was only accepted as a, a female boxer at the age of 11. And then she was actually allowed to train as Caroline. Um, 
I think that's an amazing story that she had to pretend. This is, this is the kind of things that these women have had to go through to, to be there today, which is one of those reasons why tomorrow night is so impressive and so powerful that she had to pretend to be a boy when she began. And now she is fighting on an all-female card at a sold-out O2 arena in London. It's just brilliant. Um, so she's had three professional fights so far. Super easy wins. Um, the last fight she had, I have to admit, I don't think her opponent was very good at all. I didn't rate her. Um, so I'm looking for Caroline to actually have a proper opponent, someone who's actually going to give her a bit of, you know, some trouble in the ring so that she can practice some of these skills, so that she can become the fighter that she's definitely going to be. Um, so she is against uh, Melina Koleva. Um, and she is from Bulgaria. Now, she has won 10 of her fights, lost 14 of her fights. So we've got a slightly better balance here. Um, she's lost the last three. But as I said, I feel like this is going to give Carolina something that she needs. Yeah, this, this girl, Melina, she's had a lot of experience in the ring, so many fights. So I'm really hoping that Carolina is finally going to get to show some of her skills to everybody. Um, very exciting. Okay, so on to the last full fight that I'm going to talk about, which is April Hunter from Newcastle. Uh, she's 27. Uh, I like April a lot, actually. So she began her pro career a while ago, and she actually had five wins in a row. So she was on this great winning streak. Everything was going brilliantly for her. Fabulous. However, in 2021, uh, she fought Kirsty Babington and she suffered a defeat. Um, in the interviews afterwards, uh, April said that she just wasn't on her game. There were no excuses. It just went wrong. Wasn't happy about anything. Um, she was really annoyed at herself, to be honest. However, I think this is a great thing because she then found Peter Fury, who we already learned earlier is the trainer of Savannah Marshall. So she got into the training camp with Peter Fury and she became really good friends with Savannah Marshall. So she has a really great team around her. And um, she then came back and she uh, beat Esther Conacher back in April, um, which was fantastic because it gave her that confidence. And she wants that winning streak back. And I actually think, you know, all the interviews you see with her, she is defiant. She is determined. Um, she she is going to be she's going to be someone to watch. Um, very. She's a great fighter, really entertaining as well. Um, she is going to be fighting Erica Alvarez of Argentina. Now, I think this is going to be a good fight. Um, Erica has won three fights, lost six. However, she ended her five-loss streak back in July. So this girl is coming off a whim. She's going to be going into the, the ring feeling really confident. Also, she's never been stopped. So April might have her, her job cut out for her tomorrow, but I, I, I completely believe that she's going to absolutely smash it, and I think that she's on her way up. Like I think about Savannah Marshall, if you've got Peter Fury in your training camp and in your corner, I just don't see how you can go wrong. Um, I hope I'm not wrong about that. Um, so she was actually a, um, a footballer uh, back in the day. She actually played for Newcastle United, um, which again was really cool. Unfortunately, that career ended because of an injury and she found boxing. And as with all these stories with boxing, boxing saved her. It gave her a whole new lease of life, um, gave her fitness, gave her discipline and look at her now. So I am excited and ready for April Hunter to come back um, and to almost boost her career again like uh, Abel Hunter 2.0 and um, 
So, uh, I, I mean, I've spoken loads <laughs> about these top six fights, but there are more. So just quickly, I'll also tell you there is um, Shannon Ryan. She uh, has had two fights so far. This will be her third pro fight. We've got Ebony Jones of Portsmouth and saying Portsmouth because I'm also from Portsmouth. Um, she's had one professional fight so far, so she'll be looking to get her second. Um, we've also got um, Jenny Fuchs as well, who has also had one pro fight. Um, this will be her second as is uh, Georgia O'Connor, who's also had one pro fight so far. So if you tune in tomorrow night, tune in early, because you are going to see fighters that have incredible careers in front of them. You are going to be able to witness their entire career. You're going to be able to watch them grow, watch them get better, see their skills, see their personality start to blossom. I have watched Savannah Marshall for years, and having almost the privilege of watching a fighter become more and more skilled to have their personality suddenly shine to have someone be able to really shine a light on them for them to show everything that they can do is incredible and it's it's amazing to be a part of that and this is an opportunity right now for all of these fighters they're at the beginning of their career and um, the ones underneath the headliners they're at the beginning and you can watch them grow and they are all serious prospects really serious prospects um, so tomorrow, please tune in. If you are someone that thinks, ah, oh, female fighting, ah, oh, female boxers, please just watch the headlining fights. Watch Alicia Baumgartner and Michaela Mayer. It's going to be explosive. You will have your mind changed. When Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields take to that ring tomorrow night, I think that even the haters of female boxing, they're going to go, oh, hold on a minute. This is quite entertaining. You are going to see power. You are going to see aggression. You are going to see so much excitement. I promise you. Um, I'm a, I, I mean, I love male and female fighting. I like all of it. And I'm a massive fan of female fighting as well. I know that the pool isn't as big, but that just means that they get shot to the top quicker. It means you get the excitement quicker. Two minute rounds, that means it's fast and it's furious. It's it's more exciting um, than men's boxing can be. So please give it a go. Please tune in tomorrow night. It's on Sky Sports over here in the UK. Um, I'm also going to be there. So check out Talking Fight. I'm going to be sending videos. I'm going to be keeping everyone up to date. Um, if, if I can contain my excitement, that is, I will do my best. Um, <laughs> so I hope you've enjoyed the preview today. I hope that now when you're watching the fight tomorrow, you can be like, oh, that's Lauren Price. Oh, she was the one that uh, really loved her granddad. And, you know, just so there's a little bit more behind each one of these incredible fighters. So that's enough from me. I've been talking at you for way too long. Enjoy the fights tomorrow night. I will see you same time next week for Talk and Fight with Honey Donovan. See you soon, guys. Happy Friday.